Habit number two of Stephen Covey's highly coveted work, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, has habit number two, beginning with the end in mind. Beginning with the end in mind. Covey later writes, he says, to begin with the end in mind means to start with an un." with a clear understanding of your destination. It means to know where you're going so that you better understand where you are now. And so that the steps you take always are in the right direction. Begin with the end in mind. So let's begin with our end in mind in the Gospel of Mark. We've been reading the Gospel of Mark through Lent, and, and I want to encourage you to, to think about those, those things and those, and those situations where we begin with the end in mind and we move forward and we know where we're headed and we know where we're going. Think about those destinations, the vacations, and, and all the things that we have going on in our lives. And, and when we begin with the end in mind, we know when we've arrived. And so here we are at the end, the end of this gospel. Let's listen to these words today. Mark 16, verses 1 through 8. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so that they could go and anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they came to the tomb. They were saying to each other, who's going to roll the stone away for the entrance for us? When they looked up, they saw the stone had been rolled away. And it was a very large stone. Going into the tomb, they saw a young man in a white robe seated at the right side, and they were startled. But he said to them, don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He's been raised. He isn't here. Look, here's the place where they laid him. Go, tell the disciples, especially Peter, that he is going ahead of you into Galilee. You will see him there, just as he had told you. Overcome with terror and dread, they fled the tomb, and they said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. This is the scripture of faith for the people of faith. Thanks be to God. Amen. I, I like this story because I, I like the idea of, of um, the way this story ends. The, the writer had this right. The writer was trying to entice you to ask yourself this question. What would you do if you showed up to the tomb? Knowing that Jesus had been crucified, knowing that, that all that had transpired over his three-year ministry, knowing everything that he had done, how would you respond to the situation in the tomb? See, this story is very important. The way this ends, it sets us up for the new beginning. It, it inspires us and encourages us to, to, to think about the end and what it's going to be like to be with Jesus in paradise. But see, we're not there yet. 
We still have work to do. We still have to share the story. We still have to share the good news that Christ our Lord loves us and cares for us. And all he wants for us is to love our neighbor as ourselves, and, and to live in such a way that people's lives are touched and changed through the good news. Because that's what Jesus did. He showed us the way, the truth, and the life. And, and if we model that, if we love everyone, if we, if we love ourselves, if we, if we love God, we can change the world for the kingdom of God to be made known and to be made real for all who witness how we live our faith. This story is important the way it ends because it inspires us to reflect on what really happened last three days betrayal death resurrection new life new beginnings this story transformed the world obviously they didn't stay afraid very long Obviously, they did everything that they could to, to, to share the good news that Christ our Lord has risen today, just like he told us. See, he told them several times that this was going to happen. And you think that when it happened, it dawned on them that, that, oh, wow, this is exactly what he was talking about, wasn't it? All along. I can imagine it like it being that first time they broke bread together and they sat down at a table with one another and they broke bread and they remembered that night that Jesus did it for them. So this is my body given for you. This is a cup of salvation given for you. And see, we, 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 we ask ourselves and, 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 and we wrestle with the Easter every year because we want to feel good. And, and yet, really, in the story, they leave afraid because it's a scary deal, isn't it? The body's not there. Would you imagine the fear that would overcome you? What would you say to the next person that you came across? Probably nothing. You would look distraught. You'd look scared. But see, here's, here's the difference. Like, here's where we can learn from this. Here's how we can begin with the end in mind. Christ calls us to be faithful disciples. We do that by trusting in Jesus. And so... This person at the tomb gave him instructions, go and tell them what happened. Don't be afraid. He's not here. He is risen. I find those words of comfort that he is not here. He is risen. And yeah, that would be scary. But I'm excited. Because the next step is for us to share the story. Because this story is important. The story of Jesus is important for us to continue to tell. It's not just something we can leave in the book, in the Bible, and just let it be. It's something that we experience. It's something that we share. And we talk about how Jesus impacted our life. And, and if we let go and we truly follow Jesus, if we deny ourselves and take up the cross and follow Jesus, mm, good things will happen. But we have to surrender ourselves. We have to not be afraid. And we have to be willing to share how, how the gospel impacted our life and, and share how Jesus 
that's making a difference in our lives with the world. Because we can do that, man, we can change the world. The story is important for us to tell. And this is a story for us to continue on. And so I challenge you, this story is important to share. Because if we begin with this story, it leads us to a new beginning. If we begin with this story as a motivation to take that next step to following Jesus, and we truly let go of ourselves and listen to those words that Jesus taught us throughout 16 chapters of the Gospel of Mark, to be faithful, to love, and to care for the stranger. It can change the world. Elizabeth Struthers Malborn, in her commentary on the Gospel of Mark, she wrote this really great line. She says, Mark's gospel itself ends with an opening. An opening for the women, an opening for the male disciples, even Peter, an opening for the woman and the man in the audience who would be listening to the gospel. With all these characters, inside and outside of the narrative, do now. What will they do now? Clearly, some have taken up the work in going and telling the story of Jesus and modeling Jesus in every step and every breath that they take. I want to leave you with this question. I want you to wrestle with this. Are you going to share the good news that Christ our Lord has indeed risen today? Are you going to share that story? Are you going to share how it's made a difference on your life to follow Jesus? Because I do. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for Jesus. I'm thankful for him. And I'm thankful for his disciples who showed me what love is. And so, are you going to continue the story? Remember this, that Christ our Lord has risen today. And for that we say, hallelujah and amen. And now let's get to work for the kingdom of God to be made real for everyone.